1: welcome to another episode of why press play this time we're talking about one of the classics of all of our childhoods uh well i guess i mean it depends on a, (laughs) a certain age but yeah an absolute classic uh 30 years old now robocop 30 years old imagine it's directed by paul verhoeven and with us to talk about it in the studio again is the quintessential ladies lover (laughs) <laughs> filmmaker, artist and uh, general excited guy, uh, Anthony Downs Happy to be here again, Gordo Thanks uh, thanks for being here, Anthony uh, If you want to reach out to Anthony, uh, you could get him, I think it's at Anthony underscore Downs Is that, uh, my That's my Twitter According to my memory yeah. And uh, you also have a, a a film production company, right? Yeah, Escapism Films It's my own uh, one-man show where I make my
0: films and videos through And that's uh, escapismfilms.com Cool, and that's like, what, like a cam girl kind of
1: thing or...? <laughs> What
0: is it? no it's all my, uh, my my short films short documentaries and my uh, commercial videos and if you look really closely on that website you will see Gordo in there in a Shut short up. film don't
1: tell hey <laughs> yeah I, I, I wear the shit out of a dressing gown in that one um, <laughs> a tuxedo t-shirt Pe- <laughs> people need to we need to get that movie back spare uh, yeah. room short film check it out yeah re- <laughs> a redux Wait 30 years and do a reboot like this RoboCop movie. Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about RoboCop with Anthony. Anthony's a film, film nerd. I would, I would put him in that kind of bracket. And uh, he, sure. he chose RoboCop. He put his, put his dibs on it. Uh, if you want to get in contact with the show, with uh, y Press Play or me or anybody to do with it, you can contact Anthony uh, at Anthony underscore Downs. But if you want to get, get in touch with anyone on the show, uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. Uh, it's all at y Press Play. All all uh, uniformly named uh, and we also have a reddit r slash uh, press play where we'll have loads of different uh discussions and conversations about different movies i'm going to be putting all these shows up, and uh, you can tell us if we missed that and if we were wrong about that and if there's nothing particularly interesting that we didn't say in the show that we should have included I mean we've loads of notes. But obviously, you know, we're going to miss something that uh, you find particularly fascinating about the movie. And we'd love to hear from you. Uh, There's also a Discord server where you can get together and have chats with other white press players and talk about computer games, talk about movies, talk about TV shows. Uh, I'm going to have, you know, like the Game of Thrones channel and the, you know, all the big hitters. Um, So if you want to get onto the Discord server, we have the link on our website and also on the description on our Facebook and our Twitter. Uh, Discord is an app that's used for team-speak, like for games and for uh, you know people uh, trying to get away from the humdrum of, of having a telephone. You can have a chat room, up to 100 people in it, and there's also chat channels where you talk like a, like a chat room. It's a really, really good app. The show is also made possible by the lovely people at Patreon. So it's patreon.com slash ypressplay. If you want to support the show by dropping a dollar or two into Patreon, uh, it helps keep all this stuff running and you'll be able to get some uh, perks like you get behind the scenes stuff, you get outtakes, you get access to uh, show vlogs, uh, you'll be able to comment when we do live shows in the future and uh, you're you're just, you, you know, you have the, the nice warm fuzzy feeling of helping out the show. We'll also be able to reply to you on Discord and there's private Discord channels then for uh, Patreon people. So you're going to be, you know, the preferred child in the family. There's always one. And uh, we're also going to be streaming on Twitch in the very near future. So if you want to subscribe to us on Twitch, we also have a YouTube channel where we'll be putting up, uh, you know, little clips from the movies and we'll be taking out funny bits and uh, doing a few skits and uh, maybe some. You know top tens and and this kind of stuff nice little video content to do with the movies tv shows and games that we're talking about and i'm also doing playthroughs with playstation 4 and steam Uh, so if you wanted to follow me on twitch you get notifications for whenever i go online and for some of the games you might even be able to join in but only if you're a patreon obviously because uh we got to keep the lights on um so you can subscribe to this show on the podcast player that you're listening to, if you've just found us by typing in RoboCop for some reason, uh, please do subscribe to the show. We, we put out a show every uh, every few days. And uh, tell your friends if you like it. And leave us a, a review and a rating on iTunes. I know it doesn't uh, cost a lot or it doesn't mean much to you probably, but uh, to us and to iTunes, uh, it seems to matter quite a bit. And we'd like a few of them five-star jabs going on there, if you deem it worthy. So uh, we're going to get right into it now. RoboCop 1987. That's 30 motherfucking years ago, Anthony. I didn't realize how long it was that's in too, the context. That's a long time, bro. Like, for those of you joining in because you've seen RoboCop and went, ooh, RoboCop. Uh, you, you've obviously probably seen it. I, I don't think we're going to be telling anybody anything on this that they haven't heard before. And in the nature of the show, we're kind of wanting to leave recommendations as to what to watch. So we're going, you know, we, we waste our time so you don't have to. And... This is definitely not a waste of time, not at all. But if you're, you know, under the age of twenty and you're watching this, you've probably seen the new one from two thousand. I think fourteen, the new one is, and you've gone like Meh Robocop. It's not the same thing. It's a di- this is a different beast I of a movie. Ha- deliberately to, haven't watched it to to to, a- to anything. I mean, even like to Alien or Total Recall or any the ones that were out near the time. This is something that was entirely different at the time. It was hyper-violent, like it was uh, maybe, uh, you know, standing up against neoliberalism and and, and the, the the rampant capitalism that was taken over in a, a, a kind of a, a post-lull in the U.S. economy where we're getting back to this, like, big business and fuck the little guy and let's build condos and, you know... Um, it was very much pointed towards uh, anti-industrialization and anti-capitalism and hyper violent yeah really uh, like almost overly violent it was that 80
0: like, 80s action yeah. movie that really pushed it like the blood is deep and red and like people are getting yeah, their hands blown off it's it's there's, <laughs> no, there's no beating around the bush it's it's the people are getting
1: shot like real life yeah shotgun one yeah, yeah. and stuff yeah amazing like i do think as well when i watched this first it was because it was so illicit and if you watch this now you'll remember like fuck that is crazy violent and i watched this when i was like nine or ten yeah, i was quite young as well and it, it would never be done now never like kid, kids are so um secluded and 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 you know kept from these kind of violent images uh, except obviously if you're watching stuff on youtube where they have like spider-man raping elsa from frozen on all these kids' channels. I don't know if you've seen that I, shit. I, now that you, you ever say I that think shit? I've come across it. It's weird. It's like fucking, you know, do, 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 boop, boop, boop. and Spider-Man's like, I'm going to cover you in my webs.
0: This is also pre-internet time where you couldn't look up the heading yeah. videos. You didn't see what blood looked
1: like. So movies yeah. were our only example of what violence was. And this got it quite accurately. Absolutely. And this was the time when, and I remember having a copy of RoboCop uh, <laughs> recorded from TV. I did the same. I had it on a on a... Uh, VHS tapes VHS tapes recorded from TV the original Pirates and I had like cupboards and cupboards full of these VHS tapes that my dad would record Just like oh there's a, a movie about a robot that's a that's a policeman the lads would like that slap in the video put the video plus code in you know set the clock oh wait video plus that's that's you know and we got a Robocop version that's like you know F off you grass hole it was all you know dubbed over and stuff and there wasn't like so much overt language but the imagery was still there the awful stuff was still there uh, and one of the major scenes that i've only seen in in recent years that has since changed my my memories of my childhood uh we talk about it a little while but it was one of the, you know the toxic waste scene like that was kind of cut out of it like the, the extreme 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 bits were cut out but yet the violence the 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 theme the themes like the thematic structure all there and to a young child's mind, it's like, fuck. Yeah, like, the overall tone is there. It's really violent. And mm. there's several scenes where, like, you know, people are getting kneecaps blown off. People are getting, it's not just, like. Riddled with bullets. Yeah, it's, it's, it's heavy stuff. Or two lads stuff. raping the girl. And you're like, they're just annoying her, are they? Like, you don't even know this. Yeah. You know, he's got hair. Ha <laughs> ha, down there. You know, that scene when they're cutting off her hair and then these ghosts, yeah. they cut off her pubes. And I, I'm like, hair down there. I didn't didn't even register with me. You know, like but a this, joke, like but, an adult joke in The Simpsons. But it this just, movie, just like
0: much like Terminator and the likes, much like Terminator and the likes, it's very much like, oh, you know, it's a robot. Like there was toys, there was a uh, comic books, it was whatever else, it was a robot that's the thing. And like parents just would have seen this as, oh, it's like a almost a kids movie. It's about a robot who's yeah. a cop
1: who's cleaned up the city. And all the stuff that came afterwards, like the second one, was very much tamer as regards to language and like graphic content, even though it still had that, you know, adult theme. Uh, but there was a cartoon came out. The there action was. there was a, there was a video game. Like, the, like I the had NES a fucking Robocop action figure. Yeah, t- me too. And That's I had like to... Dude, you know, that's like having a fucking like
0: all the merchandise were na- were aimed at kids, and the movie <laughs> yeah. movie was a solid eighteens. Back when
1: eighteens 18s meant 18s. eighteens, like yeah, absolutely. And yet they red still had toys for it. Yeah. So then it was like, ah, oh, yeah, it was just just. There you go. Let yeah, the TV like babysit you. It's not like, like, uh, like uh, it's
0: Batman, you know. Batman has quite you know yeah. adult tones to it, but it's still very aimed at a younger age. Robocop was dark and bloody <laughs> and violent, yeah. and and to top it off, it had a really adult theme. The socio political um. News bulletins of like That really reflects What was going on in the world Nuclear and threat they had crime. the
1: satirical ads Yes That were they, all like Yo Poking fun at capitalism And yeah. whatever Yeah Big time I think that um, The people who are Maybe 16, 17 now That maybe listening to this You're going Yeah i seen the new Robocop And it was shit And I'm not watching this Fucking old ass movie That's like shit Fucking claymation Animation Making the The, the robots moving All this looks bullshit And I'm like Give it a chance, man, because when I was, you know, uh, uh, 15 in 1998, I was uh, like, it'd be like me looking at a movie from 1968, like Easy Rider or something like that. I going, I'm not watching that fucking bullshit. And then two years later, and I smoke a bit of hash and I'm all like, that's one of the greatest movies ever made, man. Fucking hell. You know, like it changes the the spectrum of how you uh, how you view like movies or, or or even how people interact and you get that extra layer of experience that goes i can appreciate this shit now like if you watch robocop at the time seminal violent action movies you had the, the rambos and you had the the predators all just as violent way. but robocop i think had that extra level it, it, of Blood squibs, yeah, the the, the you know the b- bodies getting blown apart, hands it was, exploding, it was, it was, it was almost was... gratuitous, but every
0: bit of it was just not perfect. Yeah, and the thing know? about Robocop is even though it's about a robot cop that doesn't exist, yeah. never will exist, it's a whole you know science fictiony thing. Everything in that movie keeps it grounded in a real life drama, so yeah. everything is real. Everything that's happening other than the robot cop yeah. is
1: real, it's real life. Everything it is came g- from like a, a basis that like the likes of Blade Runner uh, was. Yeah, you but know cyborgs and it was a very like dystopian like far future kind of thing of flying cars and shit yeah I think the difference this is this was much more it's today it's set yeah, today there's like, different, it could have been set a, in 1987 really, there's a disconnect so. with Blade
0: Runner because it's in the future so you, yeah. you let your brain run in that science fiction way where Robocop it could it could have it could be you know it's modern it's it's a happened at the time it's contemporary yes. it wasn't you know it wasn't too far into the future and it was real and like you know you hear about these shootings and this gang violence and that it
1: reflects all of that even to this day uh, definitely Detroit is, is notoriously Detroit you know, is one of, the, yeah, one
0: of the yeah one of the most violent capital cities in uh, America and yeah. like that's they they chose Detroit to, or they called it old Detroit in the movie and yeah. like they just showed the a crime and the crime is horrific the portrayal of crime in the, in the film is horrific the, the hence why they need a robot cop psychopath,
1: the psychopathic uh Criminals doing like crazy shit just for the laugh, you know, yeah. If anyone's that 70s show fan. I love it. I love it. We'll talk about him (laughs) in a second. Um, So on White Press Play, we like to uh, challenge our guest to try and describe to the audience the entirety of the movie with no spoilers. And they have a limit of 60 seconds to do so. Okay, you ready, Anthony? This is 60 seconds now. No fucking back-of-DVD bullshit, right? No, like, in the, in, in the summer. <laughs> in a world. <laughs> in the world. One man, one robot. No, none of that shit. Right, you ready? So 60 seconds you have. Ready, set, go. Okay, we're introduced to this city that's crime-ridden.
0: It's horrible. Gangland violence everywhere. And big corporation, OCP, are looking to make a robot cop um, to clean up the city. 10 seconds. Uh, and, and then we're introduced to Murphy. Murphy... Transferred from Metro South to Metro West into the worst parts of the city, and um, he he gets killed in action very early on. He gets killed in action, and OCP uses his body to to do, use their new project, which is Robocop, and they they have this robot. They have this robot cop to uh, Robocop to, to fight crime in the city. Uh, but what they don't realize is they they use this guy Morphe, Still have Morphe's brain, so the whole movie, as he's fighting crime, the whole movie he's he's a is, is a constant. Um, Battle with his own psychology, 45. his own psychology, and his own uh, memories as this robot struggles with his memories of a former life as, as he as he continues to clean up the city and
1: fight Garen crime. And gang crime. Gang five crime. Five seconds left. Man. There's nothing. There's nothing else you want to say. T- time. <laughs> that's time. It's sixty seconds. Okay. I, that that is like DVD blur, but you didn't tell is. us the sixty second plot, so we don't know what happened. It's just like a guy did a thing, and it was some stuff. We'll work on it. Okay. We'll work we on it for the next time. Uh, so what? Like what happens then to this? this Murphy he, he, he's a cop yeah Murphy's introduced he's this kind he's, of he, he, like, he comes in very dry he comes he's in like, oh come, yeah I'm Murphy and then like in an hour he's fucking Mur- Murphy bits,
0: is like. a very kind of normal kind of cop he meets his partner Lewis and they're very like yay let's go you can drive they're like they're, they're quirky with each other they're funny yeah. and uh, and it's like it's, it's overly his, friendly it's just like it's his first kind of day in the job and he's pursuing these criminals and that we've already been introduced to as being like crazy criminals and he just gets Gone down, which is not a spoiler because you know he has to have. To, it's, has in to, minutes, yeah, it's in the first five. Yeah, in the first five minutes he gets shot, and uh, shot but and killed. But not just shot, but shot,
1: shot to bits. With, like shot shot guns like this like this
0: It comes the scene in the warehouse. He's you know it's a classic action cop scene where they're shooting behind blah blah blah, and they're finding, and then they finally all find him. Yeah, and there's like. Five or six criminals All just blasting away They blow his hand off They blow his kneecaps out They shoot him And they just They play with him Before they kill him And th- that's adding To the hyper-violence Of the movie There's a lot of um. There's the big scene That like kind of Threw everyone off How violent this movie was Yeah But um, OCP The, the big corporation OCP <coughs> Are uh, introduced as Big cliche 80's corporation Yeah uh, Horrible Mega corp. Yeah megacorp, And uh, they run the police Like OCP owns the police And all OCP. that kind of stuff Yeah you know yeah. me Like that's what it is Yeah yeah, and um, they have this pro- they they have this project, the Robocop project. Actually, someone else in OCP has a, a military robot style at two oh nine.
1: So let's go through like the main the main dudes then, and break it down so we know who, who we're talking about. So there's there is a definite hierarchy in both the good guys and the bad guys. So like let's go with the bad guys first. So you have the old man, and he's like the head of OCP, and he seems to still have some kind of a memory of what it was like in the before time. You know when when. You know, which would be the nowadays I'm I'm guessing based on how 80s movies used to portray the future that the time that Robocop is set is like nowadays like 2017 possibly it's kind of maybe a not too distant future when yeah.
0: technology was that a bit better and advanced because they have like big screens and they tried to make it look a bit futuristic, yeah, which is classic Paul Verhoeven kind yeah. of style like and total recall, like I mean, yeah, f- like then a lot of that stuff they got right nowadays. Like, <laughs> yeah, big time video chat. There's everything. no Robo There's no robot cops yet,
1: but it's you know everyone's talking into their watches and yeah. shit. Like yeah, it's cool. So um, in in OCP, you have the old man, and he's the top dog, and he has this thing called a Delta City, and that's like the the company's like basic uh, m- master plan. So they're going to build this Delta City. It's going to like. Be built over the ruins of old detroit and it's going to be like a super futuristic massive city that's going to they keep on saying the two million workers are going to come in and live and work here and do all this stuff right so this is the master plan but they need to get rid of the crime in the area so that they can put the two million people in to build the city right so the old man is like he's unnamed as old man and then underneath him then is his kind of protege and i think the main driving force behind ocp the managing director or whatever dick jones who is effectively the, the main villain of the film yeah he is eventually yeah uh, he's played by uh, Ronnie Cox, Ron Cox. and f- and very well very well played by Ronnie Cox and he's just like an instantly hateable villain he is he's that he's that mm. slightly
0: older kind of gentleman like he's probably in his 50s who's like not the cool young corporation guy but yeah. he's,
1: he's that corporation you know upper management that nobody likes kind of thing but nobody can touch either yeah exactly he's fucking untouchable and we find out later on he does have like ties to criminals and stuff so it's it's you know he he is basically like super rich and he has a militia that will do his bidding outside of the realm of the law and he is part of this like defense strategy or defense system as part of OCP's weapons program so OCP like owns the military owns the, they're they're creating uh, weaponry and creating technology to sell to the military, not unlike the likes of say Halliburton or you know, Lockheed Martin or one of these. It's all, I think it's all weirdly accurate to what's going yeah, on. Like, I think he, like Dick Jones is like a modern day Rumsfeld or something like that. He has he has that like political aspirations, perhaps in the future. He has a lot of connections. He's well connected. He's a, a high up businessman, and he has this program, the Ed Two Hundred Nine program, right? Yeah. The Ed Two Oh Nine were introduced very early on to this like other big
0: robot Ed Two Oh Nine, which is basically a a big walking tank kind of thing. Uh, But we're introduced to this very early on, and it's like you know this is OCP's new project. It's a you know kind of clean up the streets, blah blah blah, and it's this big obnoxious kind of robot, scary robot. And it um, in the first test in the first test. um, they have it like a disarming test and they get some corporate guinea to kind of point a gun at Ed 209 and uh, he drops the gun. He's like, you have 20 seconds to comply and he drops the gun and it doesn't, the register. robot doesn't register they the, and he lads, the everyone gun everyone flips out everyone freaks out and it, like it's a test but he just blows this guy to bits because he thinks he still has the gun Blood, like proper shoots him kills him everyone freaks out and therefore the ED-209 program is shut down can't go forward yeah and this other younger guy in OCP then quickly in that scene quickly pitches his other project which is the Robocop
1: project yeah and he's maybe in his early 30s and he's got a bit of chutzpah and he's got a lead in his dick and he's like yeah I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna seize this opportunity so this guy Bob Martin, played by Miguel Ferrer he is just... he. I, I was reading how they cast him and he was supposed to be way more slimy. And when Miguel cast for him... He's fairly slimy though. He is a little bit slimy, but he's still more likable than Dick Jones. And yeah. it was supposed to be that he was less likable. That's why when he was killed, you're like, yeah. Uh, and they, wrote, they rewrote the part and made him a lot more affable so that when he did die, there was more of a like, oh, fuck, if he can go, you know? Yeah. Because he actually... Pushed and created RoboCop, so you're he's supposed to be kind of like an anti-hero. Like it's like okay, well you're a bit of a dickhead, but you give us you know the the hero of the film. So it was kind of like they they kind of flipped the positivity on Bob Martin's character, but he came in and went okay, old man, I have this other thing. Like that's not going to work, but I do have this thing, and it's way cheaper. It'll save us money. And the old man is like the bottom line. Like it's very, you know, uh, uh, neoliberalist and and. and capitalist Yeah you know? But for Bob Morton's For Bob Morton's project They do in fact need What he said A volunteer Yes <laughs> A volunteer And then th- This is you know Perfectly perfectly timed M- Murphy is Murphy Not hot, even hot shot, hot shot cop Murphy just uh, Got him blown to bits That's it So when we get introduced To Murphy first When he comes into the police station he already has quite a kind of a robotic voice anyways a bit like yeah kind of i'm coming here from uh detroit south and you're all like a chiseled jaw and stuff but he has he, he has a bit of um he has a
0: bit of you know humor to him a bit of panache a bit of eh. you know because he's having a bit of banter with lewis going okay i guess you'll drive then blah blah and he's like yeah and lewis i don't get like I, to me i'm like I think, I think lewis is a great plot point later on because she's the first one that re- that she's the first one that realizes RoboCop is Morphe. Yeah, I just think and she's starts. very badly cast.
1: Like, I don't know. she's I mean, a cop, she's... like, do you know when they're going into the warehouse at the start, right? So the whole thing is, right, Clarence Boddicker. We're going we're go through, we're going down through the bad guys. So Dick Jones is the um the, the head of OCP. And then the next bad guy is a guy called Clarence Boddicker. And he's played by good old red foreman, Kurt Woodsmith. Fucking Brilliant. Fantastic Brilliant, fantastic villain. Like one of the yeah. greatest villains ever. Like Amazing, and he he takes delight like in blowing Murphy up in bits. Yeah, he's right. the one that he's the one that leads the gang to
0: like kind of playing with the yeah. cop as he, They're not just killing him; they're like they're acting the bollocks with and him. He's like, the, I don't yeah. like
1: cops, and cops don't like yeah. me. Like and point, he blows his hand yeah, off. he's pointing the gun at him. He's going like down to his kneecap and just like torturing him. basically Torturing him. Yeah, it's absolutely mental. But Clarence Boddicker is like part of this gang and the, the two, leader of this gang i guess yeah, yeah. The, the the two guys like so we have murphy and and lewis and they're in a car and it's just like a ford taurus right it's like an 80s cop an car 80s it's like car. it's there they're driving behind this van and the van is full of lads who just committed a bank robbery and have loads of money and then they open the back doors and they start shooting there's like a street shootout right and kurtwood smith is basically going like you guys fucked up like the money is burned what's happening and they followed them into this warehouse right and they get out of the car and they go okay let's go get the guy and she runs like she is running to the bathroom because the shit is coming out of her arse she has died for shit like big loose arse and like a kind of a gambly run and she's holding the she's holding the gun like she would hold a fucking clutch handbag they they do the classic yeah they do the classic cop splitting up but I think maybe the
0: whole idea is you know Lewis is not supposed to be much of a cop after all fucking
1: shit as a cop like I, I don't You know There's a video online It's like You throw like a girl Do you, know, did you ever see that video? I don't think so Where you like go eh, And it's like Why does it have to be real weak? Do you know Why Why is like a girl oh, Supposed right, to be yeah, diminutive? Yeah. But this bitch fucking She's a, she's a cop like a girl She's shit at running Like she shoots And she's like eh, Like this right One of the main things She gets knocked over Really easy Yeah kind of thing, like yeah. knocked over Really easy She's not strong Like it's, bu- it's a bullshit character Right and like she she comes in and she puts the, the gun in uh, there's this black guy called Joe and he's like dude, he's the dude with the beret and he's like real cool like black panther looking guy and she comes up behind him and she's like and he, he looks around and she has she has the, the gun on him it's like, okay turn around he goes you might have uh, zipped myself up and his dick's hanging out oh, his oh cause pants. he's taking a leak yeah he's taking a piss And then, like, they they stare at each other and then she looks down at his dick. So it's like, the woman, you know, I have to have a look at the dick. And the minute she looks down... He fucking pushes her off walls super easy. You're like, Lewis, you fucking, you're nothing, man. I, know, I still,
0: like, the Lewis character is very important because we needed to, need to establish early that Morphe had a partner that he was just getting to know. Because yeah, but
1: also it's very like weak uh,
0: w- women portrayal in 80s movies. It's, it is the classic kind of thing. There was no strong, fe- there was not many no. strong female characters, which is a shame because she could have been. She could, she could have, have been awesome. She kind of helped Robocop along as it goes We'll on, do an alternative
1: she, casting later on and I have a perfect person to play Lewis instead of fucking kick the shit out of motherfuckers. But uh the 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 whole thing is that like Murphy comes in and he's a bit goofy and he's a bit like you know, robotic already and
0: But you get the impression th- that he's like, a
1: badass cop. You get uh, that don't you I don't really know No is that I don't feel it. I feel he, he turns badass when he becomes Robocop because he's filled with vengeance. He's like fuck you guys But at the time he's like just a normal dude. Like Peter Weller who plays Murphy and Robocop, I don't feel he was you know, cast as well. I think obviously the cast, the casting would have been driven
0: by, you know, the fact that he has the robotic voice and the chisel jaw and the fact I that, that he Robo could Cop. fit in the suit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were thinking about having someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger, or Sylvester Stallone, or, you know, some of these guys. None of them could fit, it, it'd be too massive. In in this Robocop suit, and Peter Weller was small enough to fit into it. Yeah, it's definitely something. more. It's definitely
0: more about the face, the kind mm. of uh, the fa- the facial structure and the kind of chisel jaw, that kind of. Because all yeah. you see is Robocop's mouth when he's Robocop. It's that, but it's, but it's also that.
1: as well as somebody who can like maneuver and who can move properly in the suit. Like Weller was losing three pounds of weight a day from sweating yeah. inside but the suit because it was so hot. That that brings me to a point that we should talk about later on the the.
0: Uh, the tangibility of what RoboCop is and it's not CGI it's yeah it's you know. a real thing
1: yeah, real get... suit Um so I think like the 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 fact that Martin and Dick Jones were fighting over this weapons program and then like just so happened to have Murphy able to put like the, the computer into his brain and put the suit around his head and have an organic it was still that um we can have control over it because it has an organic centre I think that's the the crux of the film for me because yeah, like, ED-209 was entirely mechanical ED-209 was a robot whereas yeah. this is a robot human yes. like they needed a human brain
0: and the human structure and human shape to get yeah. a kind of drive Robocop but then you have that scene with Bob Morton um, they, they, they tell him uh, they, they, managed to, they could save the left arm Yes, and, and he pushes. He says, "No, uh, you know, we're not. We we, we don't. We decide, we, yeah, we decided, decided we decided on an entire exoskeleton yeah. kind of thing, and it's like, oh, he signed a release form. We can do pretty much whatever we want, and yeah. like, and Bob Morton decides to get rid of the arms. They want as less human as possible.
1: Yeah, but but at the same time, they wanted it as li- less human as possible, so they can treat it not like a human. Yeah, but still have all the benefits of a human. Yeah, right. So at the time and the reason for this uh, kind of race towards having a robotic police force all the cops in detroit were like well i'm fed up with going out i'm not getting supported by the government i'm not getting supported by the police force i'm gonna risk my life in one of the like biggest criminal cities in the world and they were nobody, all and killed. all i'm getting is shit and getting shot and getting killed and it's you know there's there's kind of like echoes of that shit today with cops going out and you know they're doing everything right all day every day and it doesn't make the news and one thing to do wrong you know, when there's a fucking ten thousand people out marching, you know, or they're asking for your job. Uh, I don't mean like getting around by. Oh, All you have to do is just shoot one black dude, <laughs> and then you know they're asking for your job. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's it's it, you know it's fucking it's a tough tankless job, you know, and it, they're putting their lives on the line. And yeah, but this this comes back to the realism of Robocop, but even reflecting today, like the cops talking yeah. about striking. And yeah, later on in the movie, and people are going striking. like, you can't strike. You're a public servant. You're getting your you're getting your pay like it doesn't matter how hard it is like we need you to be there all the time and later on the movie when they do strike all hell breaks loose on the street and they need robocop so the whole point was to replace the flawed human characters to replace like flawed human operators these police like the whole i think the line was like they don't need to eat they don't need to sleep they can just you know be a cop all day every day 24 yeah,
0: 24-hour street protection kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and, you know, we don't have to put up with these silly strikes. Like, that's the whole yeah. thing behind it. It's like taking the humanity out of it. But yet, they still need, they need a human, human yeah, they brain need, like, inside he, like, the robot. Bob Martin calls thing.
0: it a volunteer. So We need a volunteer. Yeah. But what's important about, as the movie carries on, we're already introduced to Murphy and um, he's Robocop. He, when he becomes Robocop, but then, like, you know, we're getting... We're getting flashes of his memory, getting flashes yeah. of his brain. His brain is still very much there. But he, he, at yeah. the start, at, when he's Robocop, he doesn't realize it yet. And it takes a few things like Lewis calling him Murphy and a few yeah. other things. Murphy, to, is that you? And the flashbacks of his family and stuff. Yeah. It's, yeah. But that's, that's important. You're that's, a bad actor. Like that's effectively. That's, <laughs> <laughs> Mur- Murphy's all like, get out of my way. You can't even run. But I feel like that's quintessentially one of the most the the biggest and best things about the film.
1: Mm. It's full of action. It's full of violence. It's full of awesomeness. Could it be a thing of like the, the RoboCop? Just before you, finish that. Could it be a thing of like RoboCop is and it's is in, in and of itself like an allegory for someone actually going into the police that they have to get rid of all their personality, get rid of all their personal stuff, or someone going into the army and being militarized, like they break you down I mean, to absolutely, nothing. Absolutely, yeah.
0: Maybe maybe and it's you're just
1: a biological like operation. Very possibly I never
0: looked at it that way But it's the, it's the human brain That like kind of Is still there Something will always Trigger memories Something will always Trigger yeah. like emotions And that's why Robocop And like Robocop Starts to fight crime And he does really well Fighting crime But then When he when he starts to realise He's Morphy When he yeah. gets Reminded of Morphy When his when emotions
1: he, Start coming back up And he, he starts acting More human What happens He's not, not so much Of a good cop anymore Well he starts behaving Badly as a cop but also the company that made him want to destroy him because they're like, he's malfunctioning. And I'm like, no, 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 He's functioning. Yeah, he's more than he should be. Cause he's you know what I mean? But that
0: then the film becomes this whole internal struggle psychology psychologically with um uh, Robocop finding his human side that was there and and us as the audience have already seen that human side. Yes. We know it's Morphe. He has to rediscover yeah. himself. But nobody else knows it's Morphe except Lewis, and then when he bumps into the other gang member guy, he's like, We yeah. killed you.
1: No, it is definitely like um, a kind of an advancement of or an examination of humanity. And what what it really means? Absolutely, and like just a huge psychological element, which is another
0: element to um show that it's not a kids' movie. Kids won't wrap no. their head around things like that. This, this goes
1: really deep. It's like oh, it's a robot that shoots stuff. Now at the same time, there is a lot of oh, it's a robot that shoots stuff. Oh, like, there is, but it's it's and the movie. I I watched it, and it moves so fast. Nearly two hours in all its does, entirety. It? It's so fast. It's like first of all, he's taking his world. He's, like, he's dead. Oh no! Now he's Robocop, and he just starts going out. And scene after scene after scene, no setup. It's just he's walking along. Grime and progress And he just comes down And just starts shooting motherfuckers But from a script writing point of view Everything works Everything, everything flows works. together Flows perfectly. well yeah. And then like the whole Last two thirds of the movie Is just him seeking revenge Yeah Going around to each crew Going I'm looking for clowns Bodica, Pulling lads by the hair Out of the disco and all Like and That guy from Twin Peaks You know the guy Yeah yeah He plays uh, What's his name Ray Wise Ray he plays Wise Leon Yeah Nash. Uh, uh, pulling him out of the disco by his hair and all. Yeah, and that was kicked... really done, actually, in real life. They pulled him by the hair and uh, that's a real scream oh, really? that he makes. But so, yeah. this guy goes to, like, kick Robocop in the nuts and stuff. The clank. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh Did you know that Paul Verhoeven is actually the guy behind him in the beige jumper dancing cr- like a crazy person I in didn't that actually scene. know. He's in that scene going, like... I love like a good director a, cameo, but uh, I didn't realise. Doing a realize. Carlton dance behind... <laughs> I didn't realise that, no. Yeah, it's deadly. Like, uh, there, there is... A, an absolute, I think, an absolute um allegory for, or a, like a commentary, like a satire on how pe- how people are treated when they go oh, into the service, yeah. where you have to just break down, be not a person, and you're doing this thing, and you have to be super calm, and no matter what, you follow your directives. So RoboCop had the yeah the directives, right? OCP put this programming into them.
0: Yeah, his his the primary directives are you know serve the public trust, protect the innocent, and uphold the law. And they're just like the g- generic kind of cop, pro- yeah. you imagine a robot cop to have. So, yeah. But as that scene progresses, as that scene progresses, you see a uh, point of view, and the text text appears like what he can see, and it's Directive Four classified. So yeah. the, the audience introduces something that there's a the Directive Four. It's a huge plot point that you don't know what Directive Four yeah. is yet, and that becomes really hugely important, hugely yeah. important
1: down the line and la- later on in the film. Uh, well, it happens when he he goes to arrest Dick Jones yeah. towards the end, and Dick Jones is an OCP executive. He reali- yeah, he realizes
0: Dick Jones is a, a, a obeyed a criminal. Yeah, and um, he basically is a murderer, and uh, Robocop goes to arrest him, and Dick Jones knows what Directive Four is, and Robocop goes to sh- starts shutting down. And, yeah, and Dick Jones tells tells Robocop that Directive Four is his contribution. To to Robocop's programming, yeah, where you can't so you, ar-
1: you can't arrest somebody. You from can't OCP, arrest an OCP which, officer. Which then, like, if OCP is the Halliburton in this allegory, it means they're beyond the law. They're beyond government. They're beyond the law. They're beyond. Yeah, there's any several references to the fact that they own the
0: police. Yeah,
1: that's it. Like they they're above the law. And the way and, Bob Morton's
0: character talks to the chief of police. Like there there's a hierarchy there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's loads and loads of stuff in this. Like the way it goes from um. You know uh, 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 Murphy getting shot And killed Then getting turned into Robocop And straight away He's out to work Immediately he's yeah. out to work And then he comes home And he's sitting in the chair In his in his thing And he has like a nightmare the Memory dream, yeah. And he gets up And he comes out again And people are like I don't know what's wrong with him He had a dream He had a fucking dream
0: But before, the, like, before that One of my favourite parts of it Is mm. Is uh, is the quick time hop the introduction of how, like, you know, Murphy's killed? We know the Robocop program, and then all of a sudden we see the development of him through his eyes, and yes. so really quickly it happens in like five minutes, and you know, it's all the operators looking at him, and yeah. he kind of gets more first person, yeah, view, he yeah. gets more kind of comes to life kind of thing, and then it's that scene when he walks through the station, when he walks walks through the station for the first time, it's just really cleverly shot. It's point of view that leads into like subtle shots, and then you see the 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 ref, um. There's a camera in the room, he walks past and you just see him on the TV. Yeah. And it's it's very clever and which brings me to the point I was talking about earlier. You don't all, get a full view of him yeah, the, any yeah, And Films. which is classic yeah. classic uh good filmmaking techniques, but it's also the the sound effects and the yeah. when you do see the, the suit ksh, ksh, pff, yeah. and the heavy the heavy <laughs> feet. Yeah, it's it's the yeah. weight, it's the tangibility, it's the yeah. it's not dodgy CG it's not you know questionable kind of effects it's, it's all real it's yeah. all real and you, you're watching that movie it feels like you can touch it and that's what adds to the realism
1: well the the, the special effects supervisor Rob Botton he he was like adamant that all this stuff had to be real and there was eight different versions of the suit and the main one that he wore the whole time that was like the full version without any of the bullet holes and all the bits that was worth over a half a million dollars I did hear that before yeah it's crazy uh, crazy right so um, there was some like to and fro between uh, Verhoeven and Botten where Verhoeven's like making these artistic choices as to how Robocop was to look and all this stuff like one thing as a child I remembered I was like if he still has like a, a you know a biological chin and mouth and all that stuff and they're shooting loads at him what happens like if he gets shot in the chin? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like no one shoots like in the face he, How can he never get shot in the face? Like they're shooting him with shotguns and shit Not even one thing it like breaks the, the skin I think anything. something like that does happen in RoboCop 2 Someone shoots him right in the eyes Yeah, maybe but We're uh, not like, talking about RoboCop 2 today Not today But I just think like that it's one of those holes that you're going It's, ah. yeah Do you know? Um. So yeah, they had a fight then over uh, When RoboCop is transitioning into uh, Back to like more of a Murphy state before the final battle and all that stuff, he's after getting shot to shit. The police have turned on him. Uh, OCP have turned on him. The the criminals are turned on him. Like everyone's against Robocop, and he's like, okay, I'm gonna have to fucking sort this shit out. Yeah, it's like once once the once the police have orders to destroy
0: him after yeah. kind of malfunctions, that's when he's out on his own. Basically. And the malfunction
1: being, he got emotions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's when Lewis. That's when Lewis kind of chooses to help. Chooses yeah. to help him because she she's she the old she wades partner. in then and. I, I liken that scene when he has his own drill. She goes to the office, she gets the drill, and he's like... And he drills the helmet, he takes the helmet off. I liken that to the scene at very similar to in Total Recall when Arnold Schwarzenegger is pulling the tracker out of his nose. It's almost like the same kind of steel mill, let's go hide in this thing. This is where we hide when we're doing... Getting ready for a battle. This is a place like a rocky training montage like up in the mountains or something. It's... it's
0: yeah, that, 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 that moment
1: before a big kind of climactic yes. uh, showdown kind of thing. And Rob Botton and a Paul Verhoeven were falling out over the scene because Rob wanted it, the, the special effects supervisor wanted it done like in the dark when he takes off the helmet. And Paul Verhoeven is like, no, I want it fully lit. And because obviously like it would be a harder job for Botton to put, to have all the makeup done. It's like if we show it, it's going to look like really shit because they'll be able to see all the bits and the plasticine and the you know all the stuff he's like... I wanted to be fully lit because I want him to see that he's a robot with a human face. And yeah, they fell out over it. And Botton said it's a t- it's a t- like it's a tasteless uh you know scene, like it's not gonna that's not gonna play well, it's not gonna look good. And then when the movie was shown and it was like very highly regarded, like wow, that was amazing, the two boys made up and they were they didn't speak for the whole of the production after that was decided. They were fucked off at each other until it was shown in the cinema and people went, brilliant. And then they made up and went, yeah, you were right, man. No, you were right, man. And both of them worked together again then on Total Recall. Oh, nice. And did all of those special effects, you know, when Arnie falls out of the thing on the planet. He's like, Row, yeah. Row. and his face is expanding. That's all Rob bottom like. Oh, okay, cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah, yeah. that's. But it was a real kind of like steadfast, like, I'm rowing with this shit. Yeah, but that
0: moment, like, that's a classic kind of, you know, when a director fights his corner. because he, yes. knows, it, and it he works, knows. It works well. And that, that's, like, that's, by that scene... He's he kind of knows he's Murphy, even though he refers to himself as Murphy. Yes. But he takes the mask off or takes the helmet off, and as the audience are now looking at a, a more human Murphy. Yeah. He's getting more and more human as it goes, and the way he's talking to Lewis and stuff. And that's a big important turning point for the movie when he is more
1: Murphy. Absolutely. Um. And in the final scenes, obviously, we're not going to we're not yeah. going to spoil
0: it, but it's really best good. Thing about the, very best thing about the final scene is um not going to give away any spoilers, but he sees Clarence and uh. Clarence is like, oh, okay, you got me, arrest me, because he knows his mate is going to do something. But then Robocop just looks at him and just says, "Uh, I'm not here to, I'm not going to arrest you anymore. And and Clarence genuinely starts getting scared. I'm getting nervous
1: now because he thinks he's going to be killed. Because there was a set of rules. Like between the cops And the criminals There's yeah. a set of rules And the H- cops aren't allowed To just kill willy nilly Yeah and early on In the movie actually He's, he's beating the shit Out of Clarence actually
0: And uh, he He's uh, reading him his rights Yeah he's he, But he's, he's Yeah he'd reading him his rights As yeah. he's throwing him Through windows and walls And stuff And um, he starts going I work for OCP OCP run the cops You're a cop And because he says You're a cop uh, Robocop has that reminder of Directive uh, directive, directive 2 or 3 uphold the law and yes. he's ne- he nearly has his neck broken he yeah. nearly killed killing him and he has to uphold the law so he lets him go and arre- or he doesn't kill him but he arrests him yeah. but then later on like when he's Murphy when all bets are off kind of thing Robocop has that emotional state to go against his programming and yeah. just it's, re- it's a vengeance it's thing, a more you know? human thing it, and absolutely. It's, abso- it's absolutely vengeance because yeah. it's not somebody stopping a criminal it's someone stopping the guy that killed him he, like he's like you killed me so I'm going to kill you kind yeah, of thing it's that's, that's exactly thing. what it absolutely.
1: is absolutely um, so we go to then maybe one of your favourite parts of the movie what was one of your favourite bits like if you were to go you got to watch this movie here watch this scene to show somebody the scene
0: yeah it, that's a hard one to pick just
1: one This it's, it yeah. has a lot it's a hard one well, to pick you just two, one have two then we'll, we'll We'll pick two. Like,
0: one of the like, it's the the very last scene is one of the best, but we won't. Uh, we won't talk about that. Um, God, one of the the it's which it's which moment to pick is the hard pick one. Pick two, you know bro. I mean? Do it. Okay, I guess a good moment, a good moment to to show kind of out of context moment to the whole movie to show what RoboCop is and how awesome he is is the scene uh, where he's fo- like it's a uh, it's load of sc- load of scenes together where he's fighting crime. Yeah, but when he meets the two lads trying to rape the girl. Yeah. It's just, it's it's, it's a hell of a moment. He just, and they're all like, hey man, blah, blah, blah. And they're just like acting the body of this full, The movie is and, full of one-liners. Yeah, it is. But he's, he's it's shows Robocop's kind of targeting and how yeah. awesome he is at targeting. And yeah. he's like, you know, dire, uh, one of the directives pops up in his point of view and it's like, protect the innocent. Yeah. And he looks like he's aiming, he looks like he's aiming at the chick, but he's actually aiming through her legs, through her dress. Yeah. And he blows your man's balls off. And that's just, that's a perfect moment of how badass Robocop is as a, a cop yeah. and how perfect he is like a, re- a regular cop wouldn't
1: have been able to do that I, like ironically accurate uh, and that shot like he shoots his dick and he's like ah, and he falls to the ground and I think the line of the movie comes out at that moment when he, he looks at the other guy and he's like your move creep yeah, like that's that. just wow. I yeah, love that shit. dead or alive you're coming with me that's the other one and uh, one of my favourite scenes is when uh, Bob Martin is in the house this is a spoiler a little bit of a spoiler but uh, he's in the house and he's taking loads of coke with these two girls now as a child yeah ch- you're watching and you're like what are they, they doing they're, it's, they're obviously just violent, having a good time. drug references titties like fucking, everything like t- doing, taking coke like save like, some for me Bob like all that stuff you're like fucking hell man This is, and it's
0: all very in your face it's there like one like yeah. puts
1: coke on her cleavage and all yeah. like it's
0: there's no messing it's not a kids film like,
1: and, uh, and Boddicker rings the bell he's sent by Dick Jones to, to kill Bob Martin and he, and he rings the bell and Bob opens the door and he's like hey can I help and he grabs him by the neck walks him into the house and he goes bitches leave and they leave yeah. they're just like you gonna call yeah, me Bob as they're leaving Are you gonna call me I'm real sorry, Bob. Uh, all the girls in this movie, all the women in this movie, seem to be really downplayed and shit and not powerful. Yeah, it is unfortunately it is a very classic eighties yeah. kind of objectify
0: women kind of thing. Yeah. Like, like I, I I personally think Lewis does more to Lewis than that. I think I think Lewis being a female is important because she does carry Robocop along. She carries um
1: his she has more She's, sh- she's the emotional anchor. Yeah. But I think it's and good I think that she's because a girl. she's a woman that she plays the emotional anchor then. And you're like, I
0: mean she's she's not objectified
1: she is the kind of tomboyish kind of cock yeah. but um, but she, she can't run or hold a gun or climb a ladder <laughs> or, or drive a car or she can't do any of that which is a bit like uh, I don't know it just doesn't her character is like she's nothing to me yeah but I think she, she, I she, she
0: carries she's the reason why robocop starts thinking about Morphe. she's she yeah leads emotional that emotional anchor him. maybe because yeah. she's the she's the partner but
1: who, <laughs> who cares about the emotional anchor in an action movie do you know what i mean uh, yeah but this, ship blow this up, is, like. but this is why robocop is so much better than any other action movie okay it's, well it's steep well well then while we're on that point we we'll get back to our favorite points in a second while we're on that point then let's do our alternative casting because we're okay. arguing over lewis and i'm going lewis is a heap of shit uh played by nancy allen don't like it haven't seen anything else she was in ever I just don't think she's a good actress I don't think she's good at this part and if I was to have somebody else to play this part I would pick Linda Hamilton who played Sarah Connor in the Terminator Terminator. movies if yeah if Lewis she would have been fucking awesome if Lewis was more of a badass badass that would have been something but and it would have made Murphy look more badass because the two would have been like whoops Badass together, like let's yeah, go. But if she was more badass, would she have
0: stopped Murphy getting killed at the start of the movie? Which yeah, but that's not, but we can't Morphe has to get killed for the movie. So she to has be, to be
1: shit. I mean, like cop.
0: maybe maybe the point is she's not that good, and that's why her partner gets but killed. Why,
1: but why could she not be good and just be overpowered by a bunch of dudes the same way Murphy was? Like Murphy's a dude and he's supposed to be a badass yeah. cop from the south side and he still gets overpowered because there's like nine dudes. Do you know? Yeah. Why true. can't why can't she? still like look at a guy's dick and then get a box in the head and get knocked out and then wake up and go oh no Murphy you're in bits yeah in that era I think actually, all Linda of the Hamilton thing all together like Nancy Allen minding Murphy as he's taking his helmet off and she's all like are you okay rather than Linda Hamilton minding the Terminator in Terminator 2 and helping him put all his shit back together and going like you alright like yeah you okay yet but the, yeah Terminator Come 2 Come on get your fucking shit together I'm living a hard life too Like it's that kind Terminator of 2 is
0: really where You know Sarah Co- Like Linda Hamilton yeah. Is the badass of all yeah. badasses And that's like, only two years later like, Yeah like it's maybe, the same like, I, no, I mean, no, no, ter- five years later Sorry but Yeah but Terminator Robocop They're all The first Terminator They're all the same kind of era That's why like They're all that kind of 80s action body yeah. kind of stuff But the difference
1: like, between How Linda Hamilton's character Was in Terminator 1 Which was the same time As Robocop And then five years later In the early 90s When it was like Okay it's strong women time. Yeah, true. Well, there was it no... fucking flipped the script, man. Nancy so Allen like, didn't get any... Um, nothing. She, know, she didn't done. Any, anything in the sequel You're or too anything. too soft, yeah. Nancy. I think uh, in Terminator 2, Linda Hamilton would have just been... Mwah, for uh, for Lewis. Uh, for uh, <laughs> This is one... I'm going to do a double now. This is my alternative casting and my description of one of my favourite parts in the film. This is cut out of the version that we filmed off the TV when we were young. It's the bit where RoboCop is uh, fighting all the guys in the steel mill near the end and Emil is driving the truck and Robocop does this little shimmy like fastest he's ever moved in the whole film jumps out of the way and the truck drives into a big vat of toxic waste it says on the it front just it, says, just it just says like the, toxic waste like hazardous waste. toxic waste a hazard symbol Like, and a big splash happens and Emil who looks like uh, you know he, he, he has a receding hairline <laughs> yeah. and he's had a couple of run-ins with with um Murphy at this point so he's the first guy that Murphy finds and he says dead or alive you're coming with me and then at a, at a petrol station they have another run in and Emil tries to set the whole thing on fire and Murphy shoots his uh, motorcycle and ends up getting him in jail and now it's like the final showdown and, Mur- and, and Murphy jumps out of the way crashes into toxic waste and he comes out the back of the truck Covered in toxic waste, and he's all melted—literally melting, literally Everything melting can And he walks straight, and he makes this really weird, like, it's the, yeah, it's the noise and noise.
0: The, the, the it's awful skin literally melting off a skeleton. It's and it's, again, it's, and it looks amazing. It does add to and that, that adds to that hyper violence. I mean, yeah. like you know, it's it, no CGI. Like, it's yeah, all this time it's not someone getting you know blown away with blood squibs or whatever yeah. it's just it's whole body melting and it's a big yeah. climactic part and it's when he walks out and gets hit by the car and stuff it's the noises he's making it's very full-on
1: like it's, it's a it's a scene that but you him hit- getting hit by the car with Clarence Boddicker driving it causes Boddicker to crash which which yeah. then sets the final scene in motion and when I was young and that bit was cut out I always wondered like why wasn't he just watching the road how did he crash because that whole like splash when he hits the windshield and splashes and bits and all, like that doesn't—it doesn't, it doesn't, make, know, sense doesn't unless, make sense unless unless you out, see yeah. the the face melting guy yeah. walking out. Yeah, but it's a bit too much though to have on TV or whatever. Uh, I heard, I read online that uh, to in order to get that stuff to splash on the windscreen, as Bodecker drives through Emil's body. Uh, the the crew saved up all the leftovers from the food truck oh nice so they were throwing like all the cups of coffee and bits of sandwiches and all that yeah, stuff yeah it's just one little shot from inside the car and, and they just... had it I had it as a bag it was a bag, it was a big bag of stuff and they just dropped it on the windscreen it was rotten nice. it was like vomitous stuff it was awful uh, so Emil I think could have been played by Flea Flea was acting at that time. He was in as the in Red Hot Chili Peppers, Flea? yeah. It's in the Back to the Future movie, so he, and he looks very same as him. It could have been him, could have, yeah, right. Could, uh, or a brilliant, a m- much more dramatic Emil could have been played by John Malkovich. Imagine, imagine how evil that guy would be. Yeah,
0: I think Emil would have to be a bigger character for someone like that. I think that because because yeah. John Malkovich has this presence, yeah. Like John Malkovich could have played Clarence, maybe if you want to look at it that way as well. Like, I think Red, you know, Red Foreman, uh curtwood smith. Uh, smith yeah i think it's perfect for that role but yeah. if you really want to bring someone like john malkovich into it he could play
1: the, the, the leader of the gang apparently Kurtwood smith got the role because he auditioned with those round glasses on and verhoeven liked him he went yeah he looks like um he looks like he's an intelligent guy and we need someone who's not like uber strong but someone who's really really smart you're like yeah he has that weird almost
0: has that weird kind of like the voice, high pitched.
1: Yeah. kind of, I work for OCP, yeah. <laughs> like, almost it's sleazy it's, yeah, or sleazy. Yeah, it's horribly sleazy. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, who Who do you think then could have? Who else could have played Murphy? This is the hard one? Like, because they wanna, had Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, you think of the, the obvious on ones, the... like like
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger. If Arnold Schwarzenegger was physically smaller. Yeah. He would have worked with chisel jaw and stuff. I mean, uh, forgetting about like you know Judge Dread. Um, Stallone could have absolutely yeah. played it. Stallone could have played him. Um. You know, it's the same kind of setup as Judge Dredd with the helmet. But and he's um, a lot smaller than Schwarzenegger as well. Like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they're big, buff guys, but yeah. Schwarzenegger was a different kind of beast. But, but oh, Weller
1: was chosen because of his slight frame.
0: Yeah, that, that's what I mean. So maybe, maybe at the time. Because whatever Rockies were coming out, Stallone was that <laughs> yeah. too big. Yeah. But uh, but if you think about Stallone and how awesome he is, if we're only seeing one part of um, Robocop, the whole movie, yeah. we see uh, Stallone's uh, lip. I'm right. <laughs> I
1: like, am the law. General <laughs> Nive, you're coming with me. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't work. Yeah. I think that... I think Weller was chosen because he was so small and because he had practiced all of these, like... Uh, miming like robot moves and stuff like that but the way they shot the movie and as i read online uh most of the time he wasn't wearing the full suit because he couldn't maneuver in it do you know yeah of course. getting in and out of a car he only wore the top half in the car and he sat in the car in his underpants yeah i wore heard that before Yeah, just the top half so every time you see him getting out of the car all you see is like he's standing up and he has like one foot like up in the air and then they go action and he just puts the foot down do you know like those movies where the sexy lady gets out of the limousine yeah it's always you see foot. the foot the foot comes out and then it pans up or whatever so like he's already standing up <laughs> next to the car and all you see is the foot coming out that's to give the illusion of him stepping out of the car yeah but
0: they're all you know they're all like but fit. like
1: in in the disco scene when he's walking around the disco and he's going up and downstairs, he he can't be looking he's looking around like this but there's loads of like different floor levels and uh apparently he was walking around just in his jocks and they were just filming from the top half up. And he said, Paul, uh, P- Peter Weller said that that was his um, scariest part of the filming uh, because he had to walk like down a step, up a step, down a step, across the thing and he couldn't look down for that whole scene. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, because anytime Robocop turns, he can't turn his head, yeah. he has to turn his whole body.
1: Like uh, Dr. <laughs> Doctor Emmett Brown from Back to the Future.
0: Yeah. yeah. Party! Yeah. He has to turn the whole but thing. Also, like in some of the... Uh, um Batman films you know Batman has the big thing yeah and the cowl that's why there's actually, there's, actually a, there's a plot point in The Dark Knight I think that like he, he talks about needing to be able to turn his neck yes you know what I mean so that kind of thing the, but Batman off. always had that kind of had to turn his shoulders yeah. Robocop has an exaggerated version of that even at the end when he's fighting Ed 209 and he, he kind of blows him up but Ed 209's legs appear and you think he's standing there yeah. Robocop's walking away and does a big turn a big exaggerated turn yeah. checks and then walks in but it's but I think that it, it just talking about like eighties action movies and modern day action movies and CGI and stuff and like the likes of the superheroes like Iron Man, for example. Iron Man yeah. flies around the place, bounces around the place. It's yeah. all very it defies it's physics. Fluid movements, yeah. Whereas Robocop, it's all very it's hard, it's it's strong, it's heavy, it's he doesn't move fast, he doesn't need to move fast. And I think that adds to the tension of the film and Absolutely. the realism it and, the pace make, and, yeah, and when he does fall over he falls over with a clank yeah. there's no like fancy it's, I mean, twir- he's yeah exactly
1: massively made out of metal yeah. Like, yeah so
0: I think what pe- and it's
1: not like a special metal that they found yeah, in exactly. weird
0: but, but Peter Weller you know. Peter Weller having this uh, saying the suit is too heavy that adds to that that's gotta add to his performance exactly you know what I mean well the I whole
1: was, the whole thing was when he, he was in uh, the you know mine like to learn how to move like a robot and then when they brought out the uh robot suit and they put it on him he was like oh fuck i, I can't i can't act in this uh he had a, a coach Moni yakim is the name of the coach that he had that was teaching him how to do all this stuff and like a few days only before shooting he was given the suit the production suit and he's like oh fuck i can't do any of the moves they've practiced and they had to then like for 72 hours straight like practice moving in the suit to get that robotic kind of movement and it was a real panic moment like because they didn't know if it could be done or would it look shit yeah and some people are like, oh, it's a, bit, a little bit shit. Like, it does look a little bit shit, but see, it's the only one of its kind and it's not copying nothing else and nothing else copies it. So, yeah, you, see, it's, the, the, you know, that's Robocop. Being you
0: know? the 80s, there's, um, there's... There is two There's two dodgy CGI parts In this movie And neither of them are Robocop Robocop is not CGI I don't think it's CGI It's, it's, I, it's so, Yeah animation. sorry Whatever very, very, yeah, yeah that kind of special effects With the ED-209 The ED-209 right? looks a bit Rough superimposed Like like the yeah. Claymation superimposed Or whatever kind of thing But then when you see Robocop You see how tangible And real it is The yeah, metal is metal absolutely. It's hard It's shiny it's, And that's mm. the difference Between like Movies today Uh, And like when you Like the superhero movies There's no skin And they're jumping around Defying
1: physics and stuff That's It's just just eye candy I don't think in 20 years time That's going to look as good As it looks today It looks great today Because it's in 4K And stuff like that But like I don't think in 20 years time People are going to look back At movies like You know The Fantastic Four Or something like that And go Amazing Or like Transformers It's going to be like Yeah it's just It's all just It was was, was the computers At
0: that time Whereas Robocop was a freaking suit it was a yeah. steel metal t- and like when you shoot when you light something perfectly and shoot something perfectly on film on cellulite on you know you have that it, if it's real while well, the camera points at it it's going to look real on a 40 foot screen yeah. or a you know, 40, 40 inch screen later yeah. on and even watching Robocop now it looks kind of 80s yeah but it still hasn't dated it's but that's
1: why they can scale those things up to do like a blu-ray version of Robocop because yeah, it was a real they, thing it was done on film yeah exactly and the likes of Jurassic Park the same they used like half real and half in, CG uh, li- half li- animatronics well, I think it's less than half CG but CGI. oh yeah there's only
0: like, thir- like 13 minutes of CGI yeah. in Jurassic Park or something, but, but, but the rest of it is all
1: like puppets and animatronics and yeah, stuff like that but it's that. hugely it's important
0: to have something that's like if, 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 if you were there you could touch it and Robocop so when
1: you're making movies in the future you're going to you're going to side for the more expensive but more real and, and ideally absolutely and like absolutely
0: stay away from heavy CGI because my, my biggest pet peeve about CGI is well, it defies
1: physics I think I think it also disassociates the actors with what they're acting with.
0: Yeah, because
1: like if you're looking at just like a ball on a stick, and you're going, "Yeah, isn't that right, Bebo?" and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, true." It's like some weird fucking baby gay robot. Did you
0: see the visual effects real of Batman versus Superman? it kind of it just shows that hardly any of that movie is real Now it's was this extremely yeah, extremely, Batman, extremely impressive VFX real. I, f- reel. I, I like, feel too good about myself lately you know, to watch that <laughs> but uh, like if someone if, if you have top high level CGI guys uh, that are doing amazing jobs and you don't see it it's perfect but like when Batman jumps around and, and it's, it looks like he's not heavy the yeah, Robocop is, yeah, yeah Robocop is always heavy and yeah. it's tuddy and when he falls he clanks and yeah. the feet hitting the ground it's and all, the awkward
1: movement and the, yeah, the and that, slow the, speed yeah, of and the movement that
0: all adds to it and that's yeah. Peter Weller's performance in that made it it's, it's yeah. the movie magic of all the elements coming together
1: I do think two people and who were like one of them was huge at the time uh, could have played Robocop Christopher Lambert who played Highlander Yes, actually, at the, at he the the has time, that kind of... Totally could have he's been He's not like, big. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Like, he could have been that, that jaded cop, you know, who's like, oh, I'm coming in. And he's skinny, small, he's got that same and frame. And he
0: has that kind of... The, the lower half of his face yeah. would definitely work. Absolutely. The, and a RoboCop modern-day suit.
1: Murphy uh, uh, tribute, who has, I think, one of the most distinctive jawlines of all time, uh, Viggo Mortensen, who plays Aragorn in the Lord of the Rings movies. Like, if you're looking for a distinctive chin to get into the RoboCop suit... He's yeah, your
0: man. And he's not, he's not huge either. He would have worked. He would have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Or uh, Aaron Eckhart, who played uh, Two Face in the Batman movie. Uh, yeah the same kind of Same same kind of face But also frame And you know stru- Face or structure yeah, And probably, body he's type He's probably and taller and all. But he's not They're not like yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger Kind of guys they're But also they're acting chaps As well to be able to go Yeah like, no of know. course
0: That's the thing yeah, Viggo yeah, Mortensen to be, Would have
1: been a fucking badass act Actually right. come
0: to think of it now Viggo Mortensen would have Potentially nailed it But there is something About Peter Weller I think it's hard to think Of anyone else doing it But he's he wasn't not, in Fuck all but he's not. Yeah though. he's not super famous He's only famous for Robocop And it, it kind thing. of works And he has this weird kind of pout it's the kind of it's yeah. the bottom half that that's works. happened a lot in the 80s didn't yeah it, it did but it, I think that's why you look at movies and go it only nail on the head because the, the perfect casting almost a fluke they get yeah. this director they get this Some actor guy. and it
1: works yeah so for an alternative cast then for Dick Jones like I had a good long think about it so you need that someone who has that like quintessential evil that like that, that that evil streak inside but also the kind of the funniness of like you know that's it Bob I'm cashing you out. Do you know this kind of thing? Uh, and I think Christoph Waltz, who plays the the Nazi in the Inglorious Bastards, would be just... That would have worked, like yeah. That kind of jovial evil. That would be really good. Yeah, like the, the kind of the evil, but like funny kind of... Yeah, yeah. 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 Or um, Martin Wallstrom. I don't know if you watch Mr. Robot. So I, Martin Wallstrom would be a really good... Uh, young dick jones so martin walsh plays um do you know the 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 swedish uh ceo of evil corp and mr robot i'm watching guy? mr robot right mr robot is must watch man yeah so i hear it um yeah he'd be a re- uh, he'd be a perfect young dick jones i mean dick jones doesn't have to be like a mid-fifties or whatever it does add to it because uh yeah because you know, he's, he's, yeah, he's at that point he has to be older yeah, than maybe. bob morton but not older that's the old the old guy the main OCP guy well who would who would play Bob Martin in I have this is a weird one but I think it'd be really good because he's a great actor and he could play it and still be like it wouldn't be as nice like I said earlier on uh, that uh, Miguel Ferrer auditioned for it and they they wrote the character to be nicer after they found him for the part but I think Alan Rickman would have been really good like young imagine young Alan Rickman from Die Hard playing this yeah like bob martin like fuck you dick jones you fucking they're having a row in the bathroom you know when they have that that face off in the bathroom yeah yeah and uh uh, dick jones is like you fucked it up for me martin that was a guaranteed military sale spare parts for 25 years who cares if it worked or not and that was his modus operandi he was like fuck you i make money and you're coming in here with your new project trying to fucking shake your dick around like, I could see Alan Rickman, like, retaliating to that the way Miguel Ferrer did and just went like, fuck you, Dick Jones, you're old news, you're the fucking old guy around here, you're at the pasture. And you could see, like, Dick Jones going, you're done, son. And he planned his murder again, obviously, yeah. uh, like, after that incident. But I could see Alan Rickman being, like, the the, the Bob Martin against, like, an older, somebody older, like, maybe, a, a you know, a Michael Caine or something to be, like, the, the Dick Jones, like, you brought in your robot and you shot Faroon in my robot. Yeah. i think not for ca- having it. For characters like that though, there's a lot to be said about not having someone who is hugely charismatic. You have to find a kind of uh, the right I level. I don't know. I think people aim too low for that kind of stuff. What, what's wrong with having like a load of amazing actors in the movie? Yeah, would true. It but de- you... Would it detract from the main guy? Maybe, like but... P- Peter Weller, definitely not a leading man. If you had someone like Alan Rickman in he'd steal the show because, you know. But like at the same time, I, I think I think Rickman would be... For that character and that... Because Bob Morton is, is, like, nice in this movie. I don't he is think and he's not, not, though. Think that's he the thing, been. yeah. I think he should have been a bit more of a cunt. And it would have, like, just been a little bit more...
0: Possibly. You know? Alan Rickman would have kind of just polished polished that part yeah. off perfectly, yeah. Maybe. And
1: then, obviously, this is like... Kurtwood Smith couldn't have been more perfectly cast as Clarence Bodicker. But if you could recast it, who would you do it as... Would you have one Another evil you could, guy you could, Yeah you could I mean
0: You could do kind of a Less mafioso Joe Pesci Kind of uh, You know This small yeah. Like Clarence um, um, Meek but powerful Yeah like small Like small kind of But like uh, it Has a presence it's a violent yeah. Presence The kind of Joe Pesci
1: kind of character Could you can. You can There's there's a some kind of uh, An underlying Stroke of like Awful evilness Like yeah Like don't mess with this guy Kind darkness, of thing yeah. yeah Which is the kind of The, the
0: mafia kind of vibe Yeah uh, with the likes of Joe Pesci and stuff but he could have worked That would have gave it a different tone but he could have it would have it would have worked with uh, the the, the Murphy killing scene and stuff
1: Joe Pesci could have driven that kind of the same way I'm going to fucking blow your fucking hand off (laughs) I think the only man who could stand up to Kurtwood Smith's portrayal of Clarence Boddicker would have been Gary Oldman yes can you imagine like just the insanity of him just going like Murphy when Gary Oldman plays a villain. I don't like
0: cops. When he plays a villain he plays a like
1: me. Like that whole fucking you know like uh, everyone? Everyone from Leon when he does that like yeah. that's just fucking oh make your heart like jump out of your chest you know. So yeah. if he was doing that to, to those guys. When he plays like, a villain he plays a villain good. Yeah. And he would have actually rocked that yeah. Really really good. Um, So yeah that's that's all the the there's that's all the, my favorite parts like the toxic waste thing and everything was just i'm raging I could get see that as a kid because i would have loved it yeah loved it it was cut out um there is a couple of faux pas there's a couple of like animation goofs and you know the whole the, the, the trope of ed 209 falling down the stairs and not being able to get back up and is making you know uh, loads of noises do you know those noises were the- actually pigs uh, I I didn't know what they were, but listening to it, you instantly placed so them as animal noises because
0: at the start when you see a two and nine is like probably a lion or a tiger. It was actually like, it was
1: actually a jaguar. Was when, it? Yeah, that when kind he's of going thing. Like, yeah, uh, you know, you have 20, twenty seconds, you have twenty to seconds to comply, it's, and it goes. Yeah. that's a jaguar's roar. And when it falls on the stairs on its back, it's Pigs. a pig. Yeah, I would have guessed that. It's very. It's not. They're not trying to hide it so much. They're yeah. using the animal noises. Yeah, and I think the animalistic, uh, theme was that. Robocop was human, and this thing was a mindless creature. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely, and like it can't, like it can't even walk downstairs kind yeah. of thing. So clearly, it's a mal, it's a, the poorly designed uh, prototype. <laughs> yeah. and, like,
1: and what do you have to do to get away from Ed 209 if you're a criminal? Walk down some stairs, yeah. Um, so there's another part that you can find online. Uh, there's a video online that uh, I think I'm going to maybe do it, not a remake, but like a, a reassessment of it, where. RoboCop is said to be some kind of messianic character, like a Jesus where he has a like a, a, a crucifixion where Clarence Boddicker shoots his hands off and he has the whole like getting riddled and then finally then he gets a shot in the head which is like a crown of thorns or whatever he dies, he's resurrected and then he goes out and does does his miracles, right and eventually then he like walks on water, like in one of the final scenes he's walking across a he actually just a, puddle. a, a he, puddle. It, it actually yeah. looks like he's walking on water, and then he has the whole like put a spear in my side. Like Bodiker puts the the thing into into his into his side, a big metal pole or whatever. So there's loads of like Jesus um, I- imagery.
0: Yeah, I never, I never looked at it
1: that way, but now that you point all them out, it kind of it fits. I, there's a lot yeah. Of, yeah, there's a lot of stuff there, and then there's also a, a brilliant b- <laughs> kind of goofs and gaffs video online that I saw of all the shit things and all the cool little touches you know when uh, at the end when uh, ED-209 is blown up by the awesome uh, Cobra assault rifle yeah so Dick Jones gets these amazing like military grade guns for Bodicker's gang to to destroy Robocop and Robocop uses one on the ED-209 it blows it up and the the little the twitch of the toes of the ED-209 because all it's left is its legs Yeah, yeah those little things like that's that's just the real nice touches you know but there's other bits of animation that were fucked like the, um, the, when the
0: <laughs> no, no spoilers but when yeah, Dick Jones, Dick Jones
1: fa- uh, falling out the uh, out the window, the window. Has super long it's arms big long shit. arms yeah, yeah it it's, it's
0: not but it's very it's very like for like, Hovenish yeah I think it's forgivable because it the RoboCop itself is so awesome and as we said yeah. tangible you, you can let the other stuff slide exactly. and like if, if a teenager now was going to go back and watch RoboCop they might get a giggle out of that kind of stuff but you have to look past that and look what it is because the actual main effects that we see are um, real life kind of visual effects, yeah. costume kind of
1: choices, and the robot. Well, I remember how people eat fucking shit all over themselves when True Lies came out. I think True Lies was nineteen ninety four, and there was a bit where uh, Schwarzenegger and the guy he's fighting jump off the side of a building onto the wing of a plane, and apparently, like that was like one of the most expensive and cutting edge. Uh, special effects of all time at the time Hmm. Um, and and you're like how is that I've seen Jurassic Park I've seen Total Recall I've seen Terminator 2 like Terminator 2 the bit where where the um, T-1000 is walking away from the truck that's exploded away from the fire with the fire behind him and how like part of it is animated and then they got the actor as close to the fire as possible to have him then from there walk on and you know the silver falls away and he turns into a real dude or whatever i was like that's really impressive but apparently this thing in true lies with the green screens and how they jump down onto this thing and it's a huge big drop and there was like pulleys and it was like mad half physical yeah maybe it's it's because a combination of like it's a stunt it's a stunt more so than an effect but it was a stunt effect and that's the whole thing with this uh you know, nineteen eighty-seven. You had you had someone like, would someone fall out of a window like that? You couldn't do it without animation. Yeah, true. But technology, as soon as it caught up, like film and, you know, Hollywood are always at the cutting edge of these technologies and trying to push what's possible. And you know, you can see now like everything Cj Look at Avatar, the whole yeah. thing. There's but nothing one, real. But one about year
0: later, nineteen eighty-eight, we had a, a Hans Gruber. Falling falling from, from yeah. it. and that was that was perfectly, perfectly that was fine. that was that would probably would have been a nice like green screen kind of dropping him off dropping him like a couple of feet down yeah. with the slow motion but maybe dick jones wasn't a significant enough character to get a send-off like that and he gets it
1: isn't it weird though yeah you couldn't like a year later you could get something like that yeah but it's, it's just again come on it's back. one of the things that people are like you're watching the whole movie and you're like cool 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 and then this one thing near at the very end you're like ara fuck's sake yeah, like I, I i wouldn't let something like that ruined the no, movie for me there's so many
0: better elements so many good things going through especially the other effects and how good Robocop is and like, like the likes of that, the, the exploding hands and the, yeah, you know, the, the there's blood, a lot of they're, blood they're, stuff. they're really pushed and it's awesome Like and then of course the toxic waste you know that's a very uh that's that's will it, leave Visceral. its own out there and it's yeah. it's full on. It, it's Who even, else would put that
1: in the film? You know.
0: Yeah, exactly. God bless you, Paul You'd still uh, cringe at that watching it today. <laughs> yes,
1: like. I was watching it the other day, and you just, just like, imagine, Bleh.
0: imagine like you dipped into a pool of toxic waste and like your skin it starts do, melting. It wouldn't up. do
1: that to your skin straight away. That's the other thing. It's not like swamp thing. Or yeah, something, yeah. Toxic Avengers. But
0: yeah, it's eighties. Kind of you know yeah.
1: suspension of disbelief and you. And let you need a quick happen. result. Yeah. You're not going to wait for the guy to get radiation poisoning. So. I found this is probably the funniest thing I've found. And the most pathetic, like one of the early taglines that was bandied around for this film was RoboCop. He's like Dirty Harry, but with ball bearings. You're like, fuck off. Wow, was that actually used? That was almost used until Clint Eastwood said, if you use that, I'll sue you. Good, good. Clint Eastwood went, no, 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 no. Um... So we we get to the last part then, which is the one reason why. So when we think about RoboCop, I need from you, Anthony, one reason why you would make somebody watch this who hasn't watched it. And I'm talking about like, it's 30 years old. There are people who have, like they've entirely grown up, they've even finished college and they may have not even seen RoboCop. Yeah, I do think it's a
0: film that like... 23, 24 year olds. Yeah, like a the, teenager's not going to watch
1: it. But if someone's like a media student
0: or, you know, kind of into music and getting yeah. into old music, this is one for people like that to watch. So I think like the 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 main reason to watch is because on its surface it is it nails in the head exactly what it is which is an eighties action sci fi movie about a robot cop who's a badass that's perfect and on top of that then you have the amazing psychological element of Morphe trying to discover himself and discover his memories as a as a as a, a newly formed robot and his humanity yeah exactly and then you have the overarching. Um, the city, Detroit, is um, such a mess of a city and, and the, the way we're introduced to that is through the uh, the news bulletins and the, the socio-political, the commentary on how horrible this city is and why it needs to be cleaned up. All those elements together are the reason why you should watch this movie because overall, even though it's got some, you know, questionable CGI in a few parts, for the most part, the effects are really good. So all those elements together, why well, you should go back and watch this movie because it's not just a throwaway 80s action movie. There's so much more to it than that. Nice one.
1: Um, Gordo says His one reason why I think is That it still holds up today It's it's nonstop, Like good owl 1980s No holes barred No Johnny No kissing Straight in Fucked up Ultra violence With a story around it That has a row of buttons For its humanity And some really nice Like uh, Physical Special effects which are rare enough nowadays. Um, it's definitely one to watch. There's loads of stuff. If you're, you know, I like smoke a joint and you have a think about it and go, "Hey, man, do you think that means this and this means that?" Like the the fight for humanity and the other imagery and all. That's not by accident. That shit is not there. Like that's all very purposely put there. And if you look online, like people have absolutely ripped this movie apart into bits and bobs. All these film experts and you know film students and stuff trying to find like a new angle on how to interpret the movie. There's endless, endless, endless amounts of reinterpretations, and I don't think that somebody young should dismiss this as just an old movie. Like, like I said at the top of the show, in 1998, I wouldn't have been watching something from 1968. I wouldn't have been doing it. I'd be like, Meh, whatever the fuck, man. Give me like, you know, something brand new. I want something new. Like, let me watch Go 1999. Ooh, it's like, Phew. watch Robocop. Do you know. Also, if somebody is you're after watching Robocop, but it's been a while, it's years ago, go watch it again with this new, like a new fervor and a new knowledge going like, jeez, I didn't know like all that stuff. And it's so, re- that there, you will watch it with a new appreciation and there's other stuff underneath. So my own one reason why is it's it's physical, uh, physically and psychologically rewarding on both sides. And it's rare enough for an action movie nowadays too. A lot of them are vacuous and and it's fast-paced, man. It's just bang, bang, bang. Like, it's a treat. It is a treat. Um, so that's it for White Press Play for this time. Uh, that's been Robocop, 1987, directed by Paul Verhoeven. And uh, thanks very much to Anthony Downs for for joining me to talk about Robocop. He put, He picked this one. No problem, on i am happy to come in and talk to talk
0: about RoboCop. It's a it's a film that's been on my radar for a very long time. Yeah, man. A lot of a lot of the films that have become it's favorites, you watch them as a teenager. <laughs> I've been watching this since
1: I was like six. That's it. It's it's shaped your your, yeah. and your you, life. You effect. rewatch it over the years, and you yeah. realize how awesome it is. You'd be, you'd be surprised how many times Anthony had come into a room and just pick someone out of the room and go dead or alive you're coming with me like it's really part of his f- the fabric of his character um so that's why press play for this time thanks for listening if you want to get in t- contact with us or you want to correct anything or you want to ask any questions or add something to the show uh hit us up facebook twitter instagram pinterest we're on all of those uh throwing as, as much stuff up as possible uh we are Ypress press play on all of these we do have a reddit r slash Y press play and we have the discord server if you want to come in and chat to me or any other people off the show we're all going to be on it ask some questions or uh you know, throw some shade, whatever you want to do. Also, thanks very much to the Patreon people who make the show possible. Patreon.com slash why play. If you want to donate a dollar, you want to support the show and you like what we do here, uh join in. You get some secret stuff on the backhanders and the brown envelopes. And uh, you know, let's uh let's make a community out of this thing. We're only starting and uh it's you know, it's a really nice show. We get nice people to talk about and we recommend nice shows for you, so we waste our time so you don't have to. Uh there are gonna be live shows through Discord, Twitch, YouTube, and vidme. So get onto those and subscribe. And if you like this show, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Because it may not be worth anything to you, but iTunes seem to like them. And, uh, you know, we show up on people's lists when they go looking for stuff like Robocop. Which I think a thousand podcasts have done. But maybe not, uh, maybe not the way we do it. I don't know. Thanks again to Anthony for joining us. Uh, this has been White Press Play. I'll see you next time. Bye. Say bye, Anthony. Bye.